Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Refuah Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Haravimitai ben Shoshana, Leah Mincha Baskittel, and Shaul ben Brita. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Nasai, hold truth to our belief, and interestingly is the longest Torah portion in the entire Torah. Our Parsha begins with Hashem telling Moshe the transport duties of the three families of the tribe of Levi. Gershon, the first family, was responsible for carrying all the tapestries, veils, and skins used in the Mishkan. The Kahas family was tasked with transporting the holy vessels that were custom-made for the Mishkan. And the Merari family were entrusted with carrying the structural components. Hashem then teaches Moshe Rabbeinu about the laws of the Saita and the Nazir. A Saita is a suspected adulteress who was witnessed going to seclusion with another man. This seclusion was specifically after being warned not to associate with that man. She is forbidden to her husband and must be escorted to the Bismigdash. When she arrives, the Koranim write this Torah portion on a piece of parchment and soak it in water till the ink dissolves. The Saita then must drink the water and if she indeed committed adultery, her belly would miraculously swell up until she died. However, if she was unharmed by the waters, it is a clear sign that she is innocent and is blessed with many blessings. Conversely, we have a Nazar who is a person who vows to abstain from wine and grape products. They must not cut their hair and cannot come in contact with a human corpse. This is done to achieve and attain a deeper level of holiness and spirituality. However, a question comes to mind. Just before teaching us the laws of the Saita and the Nazir, the Torah teaches us and tells us about stealing from a fellow Jew. Daber el Bnei Yisrael and tell the Jewish people, Ish or Isha, man or a woman, ki ha'adam mal bahashem. A man or a woman who commits a sin against their fellow human being, breaking their bond with God. The Talmud in Babakama explains that this Pasuk is referring to the sin specifically stealing from a convert. It concludes this because most of the other transgressions against other human beings were already mentioned in the book of Shemais. So why is this specific sin, this specific transgression, taught just before the laws of the Saita and the laws of a Nazir? The Rashbam, Rav Shmuel Bameyer, one of Rashi's grandsons, answers that since a convert gives up their biological family to join the Jewish people, there could be no one to pay back what was stolen. Meaning that if a sin was committed against a ger, against a convert, and they passed away with no Jewish offsprings, it creates an interesting dilemma. They could have never gotten married or their spouse passed away and did not have children, but who does the transgressor repay and give back what they stole? Hence the Torah continues, And if there's no kin to whom the reimbursement can be made, the payment shall be made to God through the kain. The Rashbam explains that we are discussing laws that deal with cases in which a person will bring a unique offering and unique truma donation to the coin, such as a Saita when she has to bring her special offering or the Nazar where he has to bring his offering. Accordingly, the scenario of a convert of a ger is also mentioned, explained, and then answered. However, the Chizkuni, Rav Chizkiel Bemano, a French rabbi from the 13th century, gives us a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the Torah mentions the convert, the ger, before the Saita to demonstrate the gravity of a sin committed against the convert. 
As a person begins their journey to Judaism, they will obviously hold observant Jews in high regard since they represent what they, the converts, hope to accomplish. But if an observant Jew commits a sin against a convert, the effect and the consequences can be highly detrimental. They could stop their righteous path or discard their Judaism after conversion. Unfortunately, their reaction is understandable. They're about to give up so much in their life for God, but then they see how some of the people of God don't necessarily follow basic human morals and ethics. We know that spirituality does not always translate into being a kind and understanding person, and therefore, the Torah details this law next to the Saita, the suspected adulteress, to emphasize the importance and significance of our actions and being a kind human being to everybody. And this applies to everyone, regardless of religion and faith, because they are also God's creation. In our daily life, we must realize the importance and consequences of our actions. Whether from a religious or secular perspective, we know that we can truly impact and change our surroundings. This insight should impel and drive us to be the basis of morality and ethics for other communities in our area. It is the most authentic way of demonstrating our belief in Hashem and the Torah that He gave to Moshe Rabbeinu. There is a powerful quote by Rabbi Sachs of Blessed Memory. In the beginning, God created the world as a home for humanity. And since then, He has challenged humanity to create a world that will be a home for Him. But God lives wherever we treat another as beings in His image. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.